um happy sunday welcome to a new episode of for your ears and today i'm excited i'm happy finally after how many years we're recording an episode together so i have a special guest um his name is richard and he's been my friend since 2016 i've been a very special person to him he knows that to him or you have been, have been to you okay calm down to you so he's the ceo of dg splash a content-led marketing agency by god direct yes and um today we're just going to be discussing about you know talking about him his journey and for someone like me i'm inspired by him because you know he's a young ceo and i i i really like to be one eventually but i'm sure you guys will really learn a lot from him apart from you know what he does he's a minister a man of god Check out the Bede Priest on Instagram, actually. So, Richard, please, let's know who we're talking today. Okay, so, um, it's nice to be here. Nice to be with Mikwe. I always call her Mix or... I can't remember. Mikwe G. Mikwe Yeah, so I always call her Mikwe G. Um, yeah, how did we meet, actually? We met in 2016. You came to do your internship. Yeah. At Brandi mm-hmm. at the time. So you were interning like in a department. Which I was in your department. Was depart- okay, you were interning on that media. And I hated yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. I remember. Never going back to it, Chef. Yeah, I won't but, do it again. You know, that's the good thing about trying things out today. You realize the things you don't like. True. And the things you like. Right. Yeah, actually, right. Yeah, then. Uh, yeah, so let me just introduce myself. So my name is. I don't like to use Richard a lot nowadays. I want to go into politics oh, in the future. So. I'm Damola Richard Salvador. I like to use the Damola now so that you know so you guys will vote for me when I'll the time comes. So I'll be contesting for Lagos State in the future. So yeah. Um I lead the team at DG Splash, like Naomi said, we're a full service content led agency. So uh, basically what we say is, you know, we help people we help brands and people stand out in a crowded ocean. Mm-hmm. And we call it to think like a shark. Okay. Basically. That's all. Richard, yeah, so, okay, let me to... explain. So, thinking like a shark means to be daring, to be um, intuitive, to mm-hmm. be disruptive, and to be wavy. So, wavy is a word that we coined out. It just means to be disruptive and um, to be relatable, uh, basically. Then, the better piece that's Naomi spoke about. So I feel a lot of people don't understand certain things about God, especially people in the Gen Z and many layers generally. So I try to do content that is relatable for young people. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you. So um, why did you splash? Like, why did you decide to start an agency? Okay. um, So I used to work at another agency um, I, let me try to okay, how did I even start? Yeah, I remember now. Um, so I actually got a job at, I think it was Diamond Bank. I was supposed to start a job at Diamond Bank. And um, they kept on like shifting the dates. They kept on saying, oh, they're not ready yet. They'll call me in two months' time. They'll call me in two months' time. Mm-hmm. Then um, I just decided to, my mom was working at Covenant University at the time. So I went to stay with her. Um, since I was jobless, basically. Yeah. So one of the days I was there, a former client called. So she used to be 
one of the not even clients she used to work with one of the agencies i think the pr agency uh, for coca-cola so i used to manage cook at the time okay. so she told me she was trying to reach my former agency oh. and yeah, i told her that i was no longer yeah. with them but then she said uh, so she called me back like i think a few hours after so i said oh, why can't you do it then and i was like i don't think i can't <laughs> I don't have an it's agency and all that, that. It's just me. She was like, but you're the one that does yeah. almost everything at your agency. I think you can do it. But I'm going to tell my boss that you're going to do it. Wow. You know, so that was basically my first um, opportunity. So after that, I think I spoke to my mom and my sisters. Then we came up with the name um, DJ Splash. So it was actually Debola that came up with the splash part. So, you know, DJ Splash just means... Uh, so digital from the first part was DJ, yeah. then the splash part means advertising. Yeah. So that was how we came up with like the with the name. And then that was my first my first client was uh, Montaigne Place. So we did a campaign for I think it was Black Up Makeup. I think it was 200k <laughs> at the time. So I can still remember. It was a big deal to me then. Oh yeah. We thank God. Hallelujah. Um. So. You've obviously experienced some challenges along the way because obviously, like someone that has achieved so much, and I just want you to like you know talk about that challenges, how you even overcome them. Okay, so people always talk about uh, be your own boss. I don't think owning a company or starting your own thing is very easy. So I'll say having an agency is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for uh, people that give up easily. So it's, it's quite challenging. I think now it's easier because I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. So I'm kind of used to setting things and some things have become easier because like we practice, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the major challenge at the beginning would be maybe getting new clients, um, getting clients, trying yeah. to convince people. So things have kind of sh- sh- changed over time. So I remember when I used to work at my former agency then, um, you had to convince people to even do digital in the first place because digital wasn't popular. Yeah. Um, but now it's a lot easier because, you know, we now live in a very, in a digital first world, um, basically. So I think at first, getting clients was a challenge. Um, also, when, you know, you start to pay salaries, um, <laughs> You're not just thinking about yourself. So it's different from when you're collecting, uh, what's it called? Your salary at the end of the month. Because yeah. all you have to worry about is yourself. Just yourself, yes. So, but when there are other people that you have to pay at the end of the month, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it also helps you stay very motivated and driven because you have to think about, like you're always other thinking about people, it, yes. that, you know, a lot of other people are relying on me, you know, and I can't give them stories at the end of the month. <laughs> You can't. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think that is challenging. The biggest challenge to me would be when people leave. So I'd like to believe that I'm a very people-centric person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, especially good people. Yeah. So when bad people leave, it's good. You can't, you can't really complain about that. But when people that, you know, you share the emotions, you share time with, you know, Seeing them leave for me at the beginning, I didn't really like that at all. I used to probably, I used to get, um, I don't even say almost depressed for a while. 
after they leave and all that. But I won't say I'm used to it. I still don't enjoy it. But um, I've just learned that in life, some people are with you for the long run. Some people are with you short term. Some people are with you um, medium term. And because people leave doesn't mean that they are not your friends or True. you know, like even for you now, like we're still good friends. I'm not your friend. Yeah, you're more than my friend. But <laughs> 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 well, um, yeah, um, it's not. Yeah, apart from that, it's also good to see like some people that grow with you. They go move on to other places. Yeah. Take on senior roles, uh, do good things and great things as well. But yeah, the initial feelings that you get when people leave, you know, it's kind of like when you're moving to a new school, you know, leaving your old friends behind, moving yeah. to a new place. Um, it's not the best feeling, but yeah, it's part of life, and you just have to adjust with it. So I, w- I would also like to hear of your like really proud moments. Obviously, it's not only challenges. Proud. Like, okay, now. you mean like as a moments business? that you are so like happy about, like oh my god, I did that. Okay, I think for me the first, or maybe one of the things that stands out for me was the first award we won. Um, yeah, so before we even entered for the award, a lot of people were saying, you know, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of politics. That, you know, there's no point going in for it. Yeah. And we entered and we won, I think we won five awards. Wow. That year. Um, and that was in 2018. So that was a very big deal um, for me. I think the second thing that I'm proud of is everybody that has worked with me, you know, that were good, that listened. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are doing great things in different parts of the world. So. Yeah. One of them works in Mediacom in the UK. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm, pre- I'm proud that we produce people that are doing great things. So, John Maxwell always says that, well, I think it's somebody Amy that says that um, the proof of a good leader is producing other leaders. So, wow. I'm proud to think that you know some of the people that I taught stuff are also doing great things as well. So, I'm sure there are some factors that contributed to where you are now. People, some things that you probably have maybe changed about yourself, maybe something someone said to you or stuff, stuff like that. What, what do you think, or if you were to talk to somebody now about it, like, what would you even say, okay, these are the things that I feel helps me along the way? Um, okay. So in terms of your, basically just talking about what inspires me, what has helped mm-hmm, me along the yeah. way. Um, I don't know, first, maybe I'm a minister, so the first thing I'll say is God. <laughs> so I take my Christianity very serious. Very, very you know, serious. Yeah, very, very serious. So I think Matthew 6, 33 says that, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and every other thing will be added to you. So mm-hmm. for me, that would be my number one mantra in life. Um, the Bible also says that see a man that is diligent in his work, he will stand before kings and not mere men. So before I used to be, I used to wonder if I was that good. You know, I used to question. You know, sometimes you question how good you are. Mm-hmm. And maybe when you see other people doing certain things, and you're just wondering that, can I also do what they are doing? But I learned that you know it's important. Don't try and be successful. Um, try and be valuable. So I think I saw a quote from Rick Warren, I think that was in 2011. Mm-hmm. I was still working in my agency then. You know, this is something that people usually say that you can't come and kill yourself. 
So uh, yeah, it's just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so people usually say that you can't come in yourself. Is it your father's agency? Is you it know, your daddy's? Is it your daddy's business? You know, but people that think that way usually don't become great. You know, so I learned then that nobody can pay you your worth. Yeah. So it made me want to learn a lot and like do my best at all times. So even at work, like I became one of the benchmarks for good work. You know, every client that I worked with, you know, some of them I still work with some of the former brand managers today. Mm-hmm. They still recommend me for stuff. So I learned that, you know, instead of trying to be success is like an occasion. It can just be one thing that you're successful in. But valuable people are relevant all the time because they always offer value. Mm-hmm. You know, so I learned that wherever you find your yourself, whatever you do, whatever clients that you have the opportunity to work with, always go the extra mile. You know, they always say that the extra mile is never crowded. That's why a lot of people don't go the extra mile, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I think that would be one of the things. Um, another thing would be um, being surrounded by good people too. So I can't talk about everybody that has worked with me over time, so I appreciate them. You know, I think a lot of them you're welcome. Um, you're <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of them have played a key role in helping me succeed and helping the business succeed as well. And nothing great. One person can do everything. Yeah. So you always need good people around you. So I think one of the things God has blessed me with is I've always had uh, the blessing of good people That's around me, good staff that you know do their best, mm-hmm. see the business as their own. Yeah, and I think that would be some of my tips. Yeah. Thank you. So, on a lighter note, when you got the two hundred k for your first job, what did you do? Aside okay. obviously doing the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's important. So, because sometimes when people testify and they say, "Oh, I got a contract of twenty million," twenty million is not your own. Actually. You know, it's just the profit. I think mm-hmm. the profit from doing it then was like twenty k. It wasn't a lot. Wow. But the fact of the joy of even getting that alert you know yeah. the first alert into the company account was a big deal at the time so i think what did we do we made sure that we impressed the clients i think after that they gave us a another campaign and it was 800k wow. the third one was um, i think it was about over 10 million era. so you it guys was i'm a big, still with a millionaire here yeah <laughs> all the money is now our money <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it was nice to get the, you know, the 200k at the time. Um, yeah, and usual stuff. We took the profit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I think we only had one. There was just one staff. It was just myself and Kola, mm-hmm. my friend. Yeah. So at the time we decided that we we're not going to pay each other salaries until we started. We got to a certain benchmark. Mm-hmm. So for the first, I think for the first six months, we did not pay ourselves at all. We just put out, put back all the money. So into you, the at this point, that was what you were doing. Like you didn't have any other, you know, nine to five. That was just your job. Um, okay. Apart from that, I also started a business at the time with my cousin. Mm. So we started a uh, what's it called? A clothing line called Clayton Clothing. So basically, what we used to do was just buy stuff from abroad. And resell them, so we were making some good cash from that as well. So, and you don't do that. Yeah. Uh, 
So actually, the business got bigger. So after we started with clothing, then mm-hmm. we we got an opportunity to supply some sublimation machines. Mm-hmm. So we, we now changed from plating clothing to um, plating prints. But the business is still running till today. Oh, wow. um, but because Digisplash got big and I couldn't manage doing yeah, both at the same time, yeah. so I, my cousin still does the wow. plating prints and I do, you know, I'm fully, I'm fully into my Digisplash. <laughs> That's amazing. Richard, thank you for sitting with me. I enjoyed this episode. Um, till next week, Sunday. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>